where do you start in penciledom? Welcome to episode 66 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les, and my co-host is Lenore. We're going to be talking about pencil recommendations for writing, but first, let's talk about what we're consuming. Lenore, what are you consuming? (laughs) I am consuming uh, my favorite tea, which is Tazo Sweet Cinnamon Spice. I have a lot of tea in the office, but this is the one I always kind of keep coming back to. Um, I've been continuing my angel watch through with Sponge. It's her first time through it. We just got to... um, we just got to the middle of season three and it's so much fun because season three is really good. And I just keep going, but next is season four, which sucks so much. Like it's so bad. And I, <laughs> it is awful. you know, it's just, it's terrible. I mean, you need it to, to move the story along and there's some like good character stuff in it and everything, but I just, I don't think I've watched it since it came on TV. Like, Mm. I don't know. So, uh, but that's really fun. I'm behind on buffering and on angel on top and on a lot of other podcasts because I've been re-listening to the Dresden Files series on book on tape. That was a motorcycle outside my window. (laughs) Did you ever watch the Dresden Files TV show? I didn't. I didn't even know there was a Dresden Files TV show until I was trying to find out what order the books go in because mm-hmm. um, on Audible, like, they don't have them all numbered. It's really mm-hmm. hard within the Audible platform to figure out which book comes where. Yep. And so I was, you know, I was just searching for the order of them so that because I've because I've got them all, you know, one free credit at a time on Audible (laughs) and um, uh, trying to just figure out what order they come in. And so that was when I saw for the first time that there was a TV show and I clicked through immediately to find out more about it. And they said, well, it really didn't follow the books at all. And, you know, even the hardcore fans didn't like it because it was so. So I haven't followed up on it. Did you ever watch it? I did. And and I was introduced to the Dresden Files through the TV show. Um, oh, really? It was, it was very short-lived, and it it was sort of a mishmash of, I think, the first three or four books, and they shot it out of order. So it, it's like the first five episodes are really confusing because it's like the way that they put them on TV is not the way they intended for them to be viewed. So there's some retconning in it and it's like wait no that's not that's not how that works um <laughs> it, but it had um ah uh, gosh what's his name that played harry um i'm looking it up a british guy he's also he played the father uh the the police officer father in um arrow and he's been in a couple of other shows and he's actually really really good He's a great actor. Says Paul Blackthorne, Valerie Cruz, and Terrence Mann. Yes. So really, really good actors. Um, so it was, it was, it's not surprising to me that it didn't do well. Um, because it, you know, that whole urban fantasy thing was sort of, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it was, I thought it was a really fun show. And yes, the hardcore fans aren't happy with it, but, what hardcore fans are happy with anything. Okay, fair enough. All right. So All I, right, I'll take that. It's it's enjoyable. And Well, the only reason I started re- listening to it is because it was narrated by James Marsters. So, mm-hmm. like, I've only – I checked two of the books out of the library to read because – well, because I was between Audible credits. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's not nearly as much fun to read as it is to listen to James Marsters narrating it. Well, I think James Marsters would make a – fantastic harry dresden don't you yes he would except he's short is he short i didn't know he was short huh i think he is see now i don't know (laughs) but i I think he would he would play a fantastic dresden so much more everyone (laughs) this is also our deep levels of nerdery it really is yes 
Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, no, Buffering the Vampire Slayer, by the way, had a great interview with him. Did you listen I to did. that interview? It was really, really oh good. Oh my God, it He's was so awesome. good. He's hilarious and smart. He is. And f- yeah, like, and he sounded really nice and excited about stuff. Yeah, it was, it was just so great. Um, so I'm hunting for do, do, do. Usually personal be- details. Here he goes. Five nine. So he's the same height as me. Yeah, so not, not tall. seven that's not, feet that's, tall. Yeah, that's not, not tall for a, for a dude. Was is Harry supposed to be tall? I don't remember that. Yeah, like seven feet tall. Like it's a it's an ongoing thing about how tall he is and mm. how yeah. Mm. Anyway, it's been a while since I've run any Dresden. So what else are you uh consuming? Um other than that, I'm like I'm like work and family all the time. Mm. Um I updated my calendar this past week and I'm using these the you know the Vanguard Dateless Planner? Yes. I'm using the little, the four little ones, right? Four per mm-hmm. year, kind of little bitty ones. And I was, I think that they're nominally 14 weeks, which is, which is just a little too short for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm trying to plan a semester at a time. Yeah. And I really kind of need a 16 week, but, but they have, um, they have several empty pages at the back. Yep. So I just go with it. Okay. So I've been using them to like the one that I've got in my hand right now. I um, started with the day that classes started here and the pages, the marked pages for, for each week run out the week of December 1st. I'm sorry, the week of Thanksgiving. And my final is until the end of the next week, but I just kept going and put another week in it and then decided to put the holiday break in the dot grid pages at the back just so that I can jot stuff down in there so that I could start my new one with the new semester. So I was writing the dates into the new one because I've already got a bunch of notes in the back of this one about things that were going to be coming up. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of great because I, it's, it's a tiny little book. I can actually literally stick it in my pocket. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to a meeting, I don't have to carry my bag. I can just have like my notebook for the meeting and then my calendar. Um, I'm not good. We've talked about this before. I'm not good at using an electronic calendar and actually like keeping up with it and following yeah. it and not missing things. Um, and it's I can make little notes in it really easily. So if it were 16 weeks, it would be completely perfect yeah. for me. Um, but even at 14 weeks and extra pages, it's fine. It's good. It really fits what I need. Um, and then I and usually end up carrying around two of them with a binder clip on them for a couple weeks. Um, you know, when I'm still in the last pages of one, but having to record stuff in the next one. But yeah, it was work really well for me. And um, I love the the spring, summer, fall, winter, the color theme, you know, because the colors are so pretty. Um, but I'm using three a year, not four. So I have to like be a little bit creative on the rhythm of the seasonal <laughs> rotations. Mm. So anyway, yeah, so that's good. And, um, uh, and we've got box season coming up. We've mm. got you know, I'm assuming there's going to be Blackwing coming up and um, Field Notes subscription and probably a Caroline Weaver pencil box and all of that's going to be coming up. They'll probably start dropping the moment you post this episode. I know. That's what, how, it, how it always seems to work for us is that the minute, minute I post this, then everything comes out. Or and then as soon as we uh, – As I'm editing – Right. As soon as we're going to record again, it's like already all old news and yep. all the all the reviews. Our cycles just aren't synced up with the corporations. Apparently not. Yeah. Well, we don't live together. <laughs> so <laughs> what about you? What's new for you? Uh, um, well, so I am it, 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 for me, it's just been a lot of work and whatnot. We had some shenanigans happen at work that were not in a good nature so that's been really difficult to deal with um so i've been doing 
I've been so right now I'm just drinking water because I already had my coffee this morning. I woke up super early. The dog woke me up and because he's elderly, he has tiny bladder syndrome. I just wanted to go out. So we put him outside and I was like, well, I guess I'm up. So I might as well make my coffee and do my stuff and get, get started on my chores. Right. So I, my chore for today was very simple. I needed to clean out the vent for our pellet stove, which is the exhaust. So the smoke comes out of it. And the pellet stove went out around three in the morning. So it was nice and cool. I knew it was going to be safe to do it. And I got a new, um, brush for, for so you get a vent brush and they're a specific size so i got a new one and i i'm i'm almost finished i'm like making my last pass and i feel the brush catch inside and the way that you clean out a vent if no one's ever done it before is you slide the brush in give it a little twist pull it and push it, pull it and push it. And you bring all the, all the ash and everything that's stuck in the vent out. And so there's a lot of twisting of, of the little brush head, but you can't see the brush head that you're twisting because it's inside the vent. Of course. So I'm I'm doing this and I'm making, I'm like making one last pass. I feel it catch inside. So I give it a twist and then all of a sudden it feels very loose. So I pull the cord out and the brush has unscrewed <laughs> and it's inside it's inside this little 3 inch wide vent this this pipe that's 3 inches wide so of course the first thing i decide to do is i'm going to stick my arm in there and see if i can get it out well i i have a i i burned my finger a week ago on the on the toaster oven and so, of course, the first thing that I do is scrape that open. So I'm bleeding. I've got gloves on and bleeding into my gloves profusely. Oh, God. And I can't, I can't reach it because it's, it's as far in there as it can go. Of course. Yeah. So then I have to realize, well, if I get, if I get a coat hanger, I can, that's flexible enough that I can thread that in and hook it around it and pull it out. So I do that. And every single time I get it hooked around it, it just bends the coat hanger open. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's, so it's really wedged. So it's really wedged in there. So I, yeah. I open the pellet stove up and what I have actually done is, so I have to go into the house. Meanwhile, I'm covered in ash, head to toe, just ash. Right, of course. I'm, I'm yeah, gray. Yeah, no, i got the whole Mary Poppins yeah, thing I, going. Yeah. I'm gray in color. And I realize I have to take four bolts off the pellet stove. I then have to push the pellet stove, which weighs well over 300 pounds. I have to push that about an inch out of the way, slide this pipe off, and the brush is actually in the fan housing for the stove itself. So uh, there's a reason why I couldn't get it out. But I will tell you, that was it that just set my day off and i was just it was not good so while i was getting the tools um and this feeds directly this is not totally tan it is tangential it's a little loose association so while i'm gathering the tools to take care of the pellet stove i'm in my garage and i'm thinking about hydroponics and i get distracted because i have um several different fish fertilizers that I use on my tomatoes outside. And I decide that I want to read the bottle on the Neptune's harvest to see if I want to use it inside. And I know the bottle is like half full because I've used it consistently. And so I, I give it a shake and the bottle is so old, the, the, the pressure of the liquid shaking caused a crack. <laughs> and this little piece of plastic goes, Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I just look at it and I set it down. I'm like, gonna have to transfer that to glass, I guess. Um, so anyway. So how old is it? Like, how old are we talking here? Uh, it's probably five years old, the bottle. It should, I, and, I, and I, my garage gets great light in the summer. So it, it was sitting on a shelf. Okay. Yeah. Where UV it is would lethal. get, yeah, it, where it would get brittle. Um, and I do have a cabinet with a door on it, which is where I will be putting all of my fertilizers because I also, so after I got the Neptune's harvest, it's, it's actually still draining because I don't, I didn't want to take a chance of drip because I did manage to dribble it onto the glass jar. 
and my entire garage smells like rotten fish right now. It's it's quite foul. I also have a jar or jug of um, Coast of Maine salmon fertilizer, and the that jug is fine, but the cap is broken. I'm just going to combine the two of them because I figure fish fertilizer is fish fertilizer is fish fertilizer, and they're about the same in terms of like their number rating. I have to make a confession. Hmm. I was reading this synopsis in your in your Facebook post, <laughs> and I. I didn't understand why you were fertilizing your fishes, <laughs> but it makes a lot more sense now. That is for that is for tomatoes and peppers. Got it. Yeah, yeah. That um, I found that when I do manage to fertilize, because there have been times where I've forgotten. But so you like once a month or so, I'll put the fish fertilizer on it, and it really does seem to help my tomatoes produce a little better. As to whether or not that's just in my mind or if it, that's a reality, I don't know. But anyway, so <laughs> that that's what I've been. I've been consuming a lot of information about passive hydroponics. So hydroponics that don't use an aeration stone or an air, air filter. Um, instead, it leaves a gap um, between the plant top of the, the net cup and the water that allows the plant to have air roots. So... I've been reading a lot about that. I've got some, I've got some set up that are 100% recycled. I have this thing where I want to do it, but I, I need it to be recycled. Um, so I've already got some basil going in a, in a crat, crat key, uh, passive hydroponic setup. We'll see how it does. I, I picked it up. I picked up the basil plant. I usually start from seed. I picked up the basil plant at the grocery store. They just had them. They're like hydroponic basil um and it had a root ball that was the right size for my setup so we'll see how it works they already started to look a little better um they were just sitting that's really cool some real nasty looking water so i'm hoping they'll be all right i might have to treat them but uh the roots look good so we'll see what happens um and i finally got my hands on the baron fig new york city and i immediately cracked one open for my research on hydroponics I saw um, your post on those and they're gorgeous. Oh, they're really, really pretty. I um, I know I'm not going to end up using them all because that's what I end up doing with the Vanguards. I use one or two out of a box. So I immediately passed one off to a friend at work and um, she was really excited about it. So um, just thus far, I mean, it's that same, it's got that great Baron Fig paper in it, a dot grid, which are two things I love. And then the covers are super cute. I picked the one that has the sunbathers yellow. And so there's a big butt right on the front cover, which I find hilarious. Um, (laughs) But um, so that that's, it's kind of funny and and they're cute little, little notebooks. And then on the, in the inside back cover, there's like a little doodle of something that relates to the cover. So one has a cat, one has um, a traffic cone and the other has, what's the other one? An umbrella. So, yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's got, I love their attention to detail. That's what I really like about Baron Fig. Great attention to detail and great paper and, and a lovely dot grid. But, um, yeah, so there's that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything Damn else it, that I'm, I'm consuming. I am. Shoot. Huh? Yeah, you do. Just <sighs> do it. They're so cute. Was, they are really cute. Like, now I'm looking at them again and they're really cute. Um, are these, which size are these? Are these the little bitty? No, are... they're not pocket size. Okay. They're the, Good, they're the same size oh, as the, the flagship. flagship. Yeah. yeah. That's what I need. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there is that. Um, and I'm not really, I haven't, I'm still watching Batwoman. I got queer, queer baited into watching Batwoman. And I have to say, I enjoy the show. Ruby Rose is not very good. She is a terrible actress. Um, but Rachel Scarston is killing it. Um, she is both creepy and awesome as Alice. So if you want to watch someone be a really good bad guy, Rachel Scarston is knocking it out of the park. So yeah, Batwoman. I also started watching Nancy Drew, but it's not very good. It's actually Nancy Drew is terrible. Anyway, I'm done. Um, I haven't gotten to watch Batwoman yet. No? 
No, but one of these days I will. I don't think I can watch it with Spawn, can I? Why we not? talked about that last week. Um, oh no, you said it was it was actually there wasn't a lot yeah. of sex stuff. It was no. just there's kissing. Cuddle, there's so cuddling that's fine. and kissing. Yeah, so maybe when we reach the end of season three of Angel, I'll distract her with Batwoman. <laughs> anyway, carry on. We have a topic. We do. We have a main topic. So we don't. We, we've done a few listener question episodes, but I thought that this particular listener question from Julie M is an entire episode into itself because her. Let me read the question, then I'll boil it down. Um. I'm a huge fan of your podcast, blog, and Instagram. I'm wondering if you could recommend some pencils and pencil brands that are must-haves for beginning collectors or enthusiasts. Drawing is a passion of mine, so I've tried Uni Mitsubishi, Faber-Castell, and Statler. But as far as pencils for daily writing, I have no clue what's good or exciting. I would love to get some recommendations from you. And then she talks about how great the show is and how we're awesome. Um... And then so I gave her a follow-up question about what kind of pencils does she actually enjoy using for art and whatnot. So um, she says, so I'm pretty boring with my pencil choices for drawing. My go-to pencils are Statler Mars Lumograph. She particularly likes the black version of those as she needs to get dark blacks in her drawings without shine from burnishing as you get with other pencils. She also uses Wolf Carbon pencils for deep blacks as well. Another set of pencils uh, I she has are the Mitsubishi High Uni pencils as far as pens go. She uses Microns for sketching. She also likes brush pens. Hasn't tried too many. The Pentel Pocket Brush is most often used brush pen as well as a Kiritaki number 40 brush pen that she really enjoys small collection of fountain pens and some of them are used for sketching as well well high marks for the pentel pocket brush pen that is one of my favorite brush pens i've used a bunch of the disposables i've used the number 40 um, and the pentel pocket brush is both affordable and works really well so um that's really good um and so then we just wanted to kind of talk about some things in terms of when you know you like pencils for drawing and sketching, what kind of pencils do you like for writing? And Julie and I have similar taste in pencils for sketching. Uh, my go-to was always the Statler Mars Lumograph. Um, the black version is really, really nice. It has a little bit of carbon in it so that it um, doesn't get shiny. It stays nice and black. Um and then I really enjoy the Mitsubishi, the high unis for sketching. I don't like them for writing. There's something about them that just like, they're not what I'm looking for when I'm writing this. I like other Mitsubishi pencils for writing. Um, like the, the Mitsubishi for handwriting, the 9,000 or the, uh, 9,800, um, are really silky smooth and they leave a nice deeply dark line. Um, so they feel great on the page and then leave a nice line as well. And one of the first things that came to mind to me when we first started talking or I read this question was like, you know what you might like, you might like the Midori MD pencil in B. So it's a nice looking pencil. It uh, has that nice matte um, cream colored course i can't find it now that i'm trying to look for it there it is it has a nice matte creamy white i guess you'd call it ivory colored paint with very minimal too, imprint like, groping through stuff on my desk looking for pencils that, <laughs> like specific pencils um yeah so then very very small imprint that says md paper products b um the end is rounded over where it's cut it's just a really nice pencil and then it also leaves for a B pencil a really dark line, but has decent point retention. So that that's one of my top picks for anyone who likes a dark pencil um, that leaves that dark line, but has decent point retention. I think they're really nice. And then I was thinking, well, what about what about cheap versions? Because both both the things that I just mentioned are they're not expensive. The well, the Midori pencil is right up there with a Blackwing. Um, and then the handwriting, Mitsubishi for handwriting. I mean, you can find them on Amazon for a decent price, but it's going to be around 6 to $12 a box. So they're not when super you're, cheap. When you're talking about the, the handwriting one, that's the try, right? Not the try, no. 
Okay. No, that, so I'm th- thinking about the green. The 9,000 is the green. And the 9,800 oh, is right. just the general general handwriting. Right. Because I've got the 9850 and that's the one with the eraser attached. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, I have all of these, but this one's handy. And for some reason, the 9850 that I have in a jar on my desk is an HB. And like, I don't even know why I would have bought that. Mm. Yeah, I have a couple of them in HB and and even those feel really nice. I mean, they're 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 a little harder, but. They are, but they're still not like a, I mean, they're still probably softer than a Statler B. Mm. Well, uh, and when you compare the the Japanese versus the European, like the Statler or like a Faber-Castell, the Faber-Castell and the Statler are both going to be super hard compared to the Japanese pencils. Um, Statler B or a Statler HB is going to feel like a Mitsubishi 2H, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's one of the things. Like, I, I just don't enjoy Statlers. I tried for a long time because they're so beautiful. But I just don't enjoy writing with them. Even the soft ones, I just don't enjoy. Um, so, yeah, so I've got the 9800s without the eraser on. That's a green one. And an HB. Why was I buying HBs? i got to give these away. Um. So then I, so after thinking about the like moderately priced, I started thinking about like cheap pencils. What, what cheap pencil comes to mind that would fill, fit the bill? And immediately the pen and gear at Walmart. Um, I, I bought that box of, of the black pen and gear. Mm-hmm. And I've got to tell you, I reach for them again and again. They have excellent point retention. I can sharpen them with my Pollux and they leave a nice dark line that um, it has good point retention. It feels good. It's silky smooth. And so that leads me to think about any Epsara or Nataraj pencil is going to fit the bill as well. Yeah. Doms as well. If anything, Doms is a higher quality version. You're much more likely to get like an even even grade of, of graphite in it. I, you know, I don't think I have, I think I have zero Dom's pencils. This is one of the ones I've never stuck the landing on, mm. just, you know, getting a hold of some to play with. The, the, um, I wonder if I have any. Let me, I'll go through my, I go through my stuff and, and see if I have any of the silver and blue version left. The Zoom or something like that. I don't remember what it was called. Um, yeah, and I was going to buy the sampler box from Siraj Singh too, and I never got around to it. I'll have to look and see if he still does that. Mm. I'm flipping through this box here. I was thinking about another, like, what's a pencil that you can find just about anywhere? Because, yes, you can get the pen and gear at Walmart, and you can then order the Epsara or Nataraj and Doms on Amazon or through um, CW Pencil Enterprise. Um, The Statler Norica, like, it's a great pencil. Um, The black one at Staples is not always the greatest. Um, Sometimes they have a little bit of grit, they're not wonderful, but then you can also get the blue or other colors from Amazon that are from outside the United States. And the blue version that I have, which is the Canadian version, is a really, really nice pencil. It's nice and smooth. It's nice and dark. It has a, a nice glossy paint finish on it. Um, I was sent some can't remember who sent them to me. Someone sent me some neon Norikas, and those are just amazing. They feel great. Um, so, th- like, those are sort of my thoughts. Um, the pen and gear pencil is super inexpensive. It's going to cost you about 97 cents to test that out. And then once you decide if you do like the pen and gear, then you can look at um, Epsara or Nataraj pencils on Amazon and order some of those. Um, same for the Doms too. The Doms is a slightly better version. It, the graphite is just so much smoother and evener, um, evener, more even, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, and then the Statler Norica, get the black version. It's okay. Still, it's a very solid pencil. Um, look for sale versions of it. Um, the blue or other colors on Amazon are going to be a really good choice as well. The Midori B pencil is a little more high end. 
Um, it's quite expensive. You get, I think, a six pack for way too much money, but they're gorgeous. They're really, really beautiful pencils and just lovely for writing. Um, they're also, they also stand in as a really good sketch pencil because they're so silky smooth. Um, and then the Mitsubishi for handwriting, the 9,000 or 9,800, um, just silky smooth, deeply dark line and look great too. Um, and then I would suggest the Blackwing Pearl. I don't like the 602. The 602 is not my favorite. If you're going to go harder than the Pearl, then go with the extra firm. Or the Blackwing Natural. So the Blackwing Natural has that extra firm. It's basically an HB version, HB for Blackwing. And then the Pearl is probably like a 3 or 3B. Um, and those two, I think, are going to give a lot of um, range in terms of darkness of line and point retention. Um, I will say that the extra, extra, extra firm, the natural version of the Blackwing not necessarily the natural, but that particular core is a favorite of mine. Um, if I'm going to reach for a Blackwing, it's either going to be the natural or a Pearl core. What about you, Lenore? What are your thoughts on this question? If if someone who likes dark lead wants to move from just drawing with pencils into writing with pencils, what would you suggest? So I, it doesn't look like the question includes how much writing we're talking about or like to what purpose. So, you know, every time this question comes up, like people who are, are new and are finding out that there's sort of a pencil world, right. <laughs> are always wanting to know what's the best pencil. And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> what's, what's the best food, right? <laughs> it's like You have all of these, all of these variables. So point retention is not really one of my, huge priorities most of the time. And if I really, if I'm in a specific situation where I know I'm going to be making a lot of notes in a small space and I need to have my pencil stay sharp, you know, that is when I'll pick up, um, like a Viarco or, um, or really even a Norica for that because the cores are a little bit harder. Um, I don't usually, I love the look of Viarco pencils, but I don't really enjoy writing with them, but they do keep a point really well because of that, you know, that harder European, um, European style core. Um, but as far as just having a pencil in my hand for the everyday kind of stuff, like making notes in, in a meeting or putting stuff in my calendar or just scribbling some notes on the on the pad in front of me at my desk while I'm working on something. I don't really care so much about point retention, so I can just go nuts with what feels good in my hand and what feels good to write with. And so, you know, you were saying about that the, the high unis, the Mitsubishis um, don't really work for you for that. My very favorite pencil is the Mitsubishi high uni try in a, probably a four B the six B is a little soft for, writing for very long, but I, I love the 6B, but it does go dull really, really fast. But the 4B, I just love it. And I don't usually like tries. And, um, but that one pencil is just, for some reason, it just is like, I just love it. And that's, you know, for four years now, that's been probably the only one that's always in my top two or three. Um, but I don't love the hexes as much. I don't, you know, I just don't, they're real pretty and they're nice, but I don't pick them up again. And again, I don't reach for those. Um, other than that, I reach for the black wings, um, the three standard cores, not, I don't like the extra firm core. I don't, I don't like the way it feels against the paper. And, you know, of course that's just a very, very personal choice. And it depends partly on your hand and, uh, what kind of paper you're writing on and things like that. Um, I do tend to surround myself with Baron Fig paper. Uh, like all of my project notebooks are Baron Fig Vanguard, uh, flagship. And I've got the mastermind pad in front of my computer keyboard. And, um, other than that, I mostly end up writing on just copier paper, whatever they've got mm. in the office at work. <laughs> you know, I spend a lot of time writing on, on those and writing on scratch paper. Um, you know, if you need a pencil, if, if you need a pencil with an eraser attached, that kind of gives you a different 
set of things to go to mm-hmm. than if you don't care about having an attached eraser. And if you want the attached eraser to actually work really well <laughs> with the combination of graphite and paper you're working, then that's something you just have to try some stuff and see what works yeah. because those are so highly variable. Um, but I don't really need that on a day-to-day basis. You were talking about all the um, all the Indian pencils, and I would yeah. second that. I've hardly picked up a Nataraj or Apsara that I didn't enjoy writing with. You know, they're just they're so good. And then, of course, the same company is the one that's making those um, pen and gear. And I actually mm-hmm. found some from the Family Dollar that weren't even pen and gear brand that I think were the same. Like I recognized the pencils and picked them up and sure enough, you know, flipped it over, flipped over the pack and sure enough, they were made in India. So I'm pretty sure they're the same ones and they're really nice. And they're, you know, definitely punching way above their weight in terms of the price there. They're so good. Um, but yeah. you didn't mention the Tombos, the Tombow Epos. Oh, yeah. And the Tombow 2Bs. I mean, they're they're really basic. You can get the ones that are made for kids that are just cut off at the end. They don't have a, you know, they don't have an end dip or anything. Um, and depending what pattern it is, you can, you know, they're around 50 cents a piece, 50, you know, under a dollar a piece, right? So six to $10 a dozen. And they're just great, but they're really lightweight. And, um, I like the weight of, um, People talk about the black wing being too long and the the uh, eraser and ferrule on it being too heavy and it being unbalanced in their hands. But I really yeah. like that weight and that weight distribution. And the Tombow Epos tend to be a little bit light for me in that way, but I still really enjoy riding with them. So those are some of my favorites. Uh, like I said, I, I don't really enjoy riding with a lot of European pencils. Um, they're real pretty, <laughs> a lot of them. But I just don't find myself reaching for them. Almost everything I find myself reaching for is either vintage or um, or Japanese. Um, there's also the Chunghua. I've got a, several different versions of Chunghua pencils, and they're all real nice. So that's another one that's kind of, you know, if you're going to Amazon, that's pretty easy to find. And they're um, not very expensive. Those are mine. Um, and... I, I've got I've got a few Tombos or I've had a few Tombos that had attached erasers and I just you know I I got nothing to say either way about the eraser they're not really fabulous they're not really they're not bad they're you know and I don't go through them fast enough to really find out anything other than that they all harden up over time like everything does so Mm. there's that. But I'm not doing a lot of writing. I'm not just sitting down and writing pages and pages in a notebook, really, at all, ever. So that changes my needs. Um, I was looking back as we were getting ready for this. There's there's a couple of posts, kind of classic posts in the Erasable group um, on Facebook about beginner pencils. And I I posted a couple of links, or I put them in the show notes document, uh, for people who have sort of put together a sampler that exposes people who are beginners to different things like different, uh, not just the different grades of core or the different kind of types um, of core, but also some jumbos and some things with erasers and some things without erasers and some tries and stuff like that. And other than the, um, other than the Mitsubishi I mentioned earlier, the try there, I almost always just like a soft hex. I don't, I don't mostly enjoy round pencils. I hate a sharp hex. And, um, I don't really like completely bare pencils, completely unvarnished. They're a little bit, the friction is a little too sticky for my hand. I don't like it. Uh, I like at least a thin coat of varnish on the wood. So that's also something to consider and something that you just have to kind of find out if you like it or not. So, uh, like a completely bare pencil, um, I've got some, actually some Mitsubishi 9852s, um, the Viarco pencils, the scented ones, which I actually really like, even though they're round and Viarco, <laughs> you know, so there's an exception to everything I say. 
Uh, those are completely bare wood and they smell really good. Um, the black wing natural has a thin coat of varnish on it. I think. Yeah. I don't write with those a lot. Say again. I said they aren't raw. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's varnish. I've got some Dixon Ticonderogas that are, um, completely bare wood. Yep. The renewal. Yeah. And I can't tell if the, if the forest choice, I can't tell if it's got a really thin varnish on it or if it's just sanded a little bit smoother because they feel like they're varnished, but they don't look like Mm. it. And that's one of my favorites that I kind of go back to again and again. But I've got some old ones. I've got Palomino Forest Choice, so I don't know. Um, I don't think they're still putting the horse or the Palomino logo on those. I don't know. I don't think so. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of variables <laughs> <laughs> beyond just, hey, what's your favorite pencil? This is true. I mean, it's just sort of – it's a hard question to answer because it's – there's a lot of variables. It's sort of like, what kind of, what kind of paper are you going to be using? Are you going to be writing for a long period of time? Do you need point retention? Do you not need point retention? Is the paper Do you write going really small or right. do you write large? Because if you write large, you can get a, you know, your point can go away and you can keep writing. But if you write really small, you've got to have the, sh- the point mm-hmm. actually stay sharp and not just keep graphite exposed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's more, I, more complicated than just here's a pencil try it but also the other part of it is here's a pencil try it right because you know we can give like a selection of here's some pencils that you definitely want to try yeah and then come back with i like this one but i don't like this one this one works for me this one doesn't work for me um and I think that's going to be like we've given we've given um, Julie a selection of things to start with. And from there, she can figure out, Okay, so I like this Blackwing or I don't like this Blackwing. Like I'm very specific with the Blackwings that I like. Um, But she might decide, oh, I really like the black Statler Norica and she hates the pen and gear or maybe she really loves the pen and gear. And, you know, then she can, like, build a collection out of every Epsara, Nataraj, and Dom's pencil there is. Or maybe she has to kind of notice how much the finish matters to her because the pen and gear does not have a beautiful, um, you know, like, gorgeous, high-class finish on it. And the Mitsubishi does. Right. Or, like, if you if you sit the pen and gear together and you also then look at the Midori MD, the that pencil, like, do you want glass? Or do you want gl- gloss, not glass? Do you want a gloss finish? Or do you want something that's matte finished? What's going to feel good to you as well? Yeah, it's or do partly you want aesthetic with- and partly the touch. Right. And are you, or are you going to want something like the Ticonderoga Renew, Ticonderoga Renew that has a raw finish? Like some people like that and some people hate that. Or uh, is the Curios pencil a pencil that you're going to go for again and again because it's raw with a medium gloss finish on it? Or do you want something like the Blackwing Natural? So this is, this is just a starting point. And Julie is going to, uh, we've just sort of facilitated her way into a very deep rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's a fairly cheap rabbit hole, which is, is nice. True. This is very, um, very true. So just kind of one other thing here. I'm also looking back. You remember the cartographite mm-hmm. um, flow chart thing? No. What's the right wood case graphite pencil for me? Okay. So this post is from 2015, which I did not realize it was over four years old already. It doesn't feel like that long ago. Mm-hmm. But um, it's actually held up pretty well. So this is, you know, this is... Uh, picking a pencil right and uh it's got a branch for writing and a branch for branch for drawing do you need it today is the second question and so under yes is a bunch of things that you can actually pick up at staples or target or walmart um and it and no puts you off to a you know going online and ordering stuff mm. branch so it's actually a real good list i'll i'll put it in the show notes um it's held up 
Oh, the general's test scoring 580. That is one I love. I love that pencil. I use those a lot. I've got a couple of them in my bag so that I can pull those out all the time. And I forgot to mention that one. So that's a, that's a black. It's a soft hex, which is, you know, again, kind of my favorite. And it writes just beautifully. And it has, for me, a good balance between point retention and laying down a nice, nice, uh, deep line. Yeah. You know what I didn't mention? Uh, now that you bring up generals, the cedar point number one. Oh, the cedar point ones are lovely. Yeah. Those. And see, there's are an nice. exception to my no bare wood thing, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that's a bare wood pencil and I really like it. Yeah. I got a half a gross of those when they were renewed through our letter writing campaign. Yeah, I think I did too. And I have given away, I gave away entire boxes at one point, And I kind of regret that because I don't have many left and I love them. Now they're hard to get again. I mean, they're I still making so. it, right? I, I th- they're still making them, but. Like you could order another half a gross if you needed to. Uh, this is true. Probably not at the same price I paid for it then, but. Oh yeah, probably um, not. That is, that is the case with everything, is it not? Yep. So I think we've kind of tapped this one out. What do you think? Yeah, I think we covered it. I think we've covered it. It's fun to talk about pencils. It's almost like going back to our roots. I know. We haven't we haven't done a pencil episode. We've kind of done issue episodes for the last couple of months. And yeah. it's kind of nice to talk about just something like simple pencils. Where where do you start in penciledom? We should probably uh you know, we should probably revisit the whole eraser idea too. Oh, and the sharpener. Man, yeah. I have yeah. more sharpeners than I did last time. I don't. I have <laughs> I have stayed remarkably stable in my sharpener game. I still have a classroom f- friendly. I have the doll one three whatever, and I have those. Um, and then I've got my masterpiece, which is from the original group buy on the Erasables group. I still have that. I think I have. I I bought two and I still, I haven't lost either of them, which is shocking. (laughs) I have a Pollux. I have a brass bullet. So I told you I I accidentally dropped my brass bullet in the trash and didn't realize it. (gasps) No, I did have to purchase a new brass bullet, but that was like a year and a half ago. I know I talked about it on the show. So I'm sure I I was there and I just forgot, you know, I just knocked it over into the trash like a doofus. Oh Um, man. And then in terms of erasers, I stay I have stayed stable in my eraser game. Although lately, when I went to Muji with uh, Dade and Johnny, mm-hmm. I picked up a, Muji, a couple of Muji erasers, and I've been carting around the little teeny tiny hard type black plastic S. It's a plastic, maybe sticky eraser, um, and it's just it it's really nice. So, so what's like the brand? That. Muji. Oh, it's a Muji brand. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, and then I am. Is it still... like the Laufer plastic one? I I don't have a Laufer. Oh, okay. It's kind of a like translucent plastic that doesn't look like it would be an eraser, but it... no, that reminds me of the Caran Dash eraser that you're talking about. Um, because it has that translucent, doesn't look like an eraser thing. I don't like that at all. Um, this care. reminds me more of the Sakura foam. Yeah. And so. the Sakura foams have been shockingly difficult to find anywhere in stores. Yeah. Like I think I've ever seen one in a store yet. I'm just going to order two or three of them online so that I can put them in my stuff and have them scattered around where I can use them. Yeah. That's what I usually do. I usually order a couple of them at a time. Or just order like the biggest one and cut it in pieces, which would be even smarter. Yeah, I don't do that. That's too smart for me. <laughs> no way. You're all about like <laughs> hacking things and no, so adapting I, them. I actually, I really like the little paper cardboard sleeves that come with them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although I have, I have had, um, I've carried one, an eraser in my pocket for so long that I had to make it a new sleeve. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's actually just, it's really easy. You just fold some paper around it. I was gonna say, yeah. What's I'm gonna post the instructables for that? <laughs> it was uh, I used uh, a three by five card actually, so yeah, not hard, just tedious. Anyway, um, we're, now we're gone off onto a tangent. Um, 
So I would like to take a moment to thank everyone for their supportive words and constructive conversation on the Facebook group is just, you don't find that everywhere on Facebook. Facebook's kind of a, I mean, I know that everyone knows that I think Facebook is a cesspool. The only reason I'm on Facebook are for the, um, the groups that I'm in. If it weren't for the groups on Facebook, I would be gone so fast so far. Um, so it's just wonderful to get that kind of that level. It's really, it's a, it's the next level of discussion. Um, and just, it's amazing. So thank you to everyone for being amazing people and making our little slice of the internet a beautiful place. I just appreciate that so much. And I can't, I can't even give words to the amount of how much I appreciate that. Um, so if you do love the group, let people know, like find five people who are also into stationary or maybe just into nerdy discussion about ver a various sort of thing, or if they just want to hear about my silly adventures and stupidity um, with, you know, fish fertilizer and getting things <laughs> stuck in my pellet stove. Um, <laughs> just, just share a link to your favorite episode with, with those five people. Just put, put a link to us on Twitter or your Facebook or whatever your social media, TikTok or uh, what's the one my, my partner's doing a new social media thing. I don't know what it's called, but anyway, it's, it's all silly and just share, share, share some information about us, um, and let people know you love us and why you love us. So you can find us, uh, the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. We have a spectrum chat. Dade is sometimes working on a discord channel for us. Uh, you can find me at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio. Instagram, Twitter, Spectrum as original LC Harper. You'll find Dade at weeklypencil.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Weekly Pencil. Lenore, where can folks find you? I'm just thinking about like just not being online. <laughs> you know? Like there- where is it not a cesspool? I don't know. No way. Um, it's a cesspool yeah, everywhere. Right. That's yeah. Generally. So what are you going to do? Right. We're all in that cesspool together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm on Facebook for the groups and feeling like I feeling guilty, like I shouldn't still be there. But, you know, there we are. And um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Lenore underscore Hoyt. All right. Thank you, Lenore. As always, it is a Thank treat you. and a pleasure to sit and chat with you. So good to talk to you.